0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? I uh, just want to welcome all you guys to the inaugural Under Construction, where we're talking about Hornets, the Panthers, and culture in general, and whatever it is we're thinking about talking about. 7 4 I'm Vince Dunlap. To my left is Rodney Richardson. To my right is Jamal Darby. And uh, we're just going to get right into it. So the Hornets just got done losing okay. to the Milwaukee Bucks. Currently, we're sitting in the 10th spot, two games out of the 8th uh, spot. We got the Rockets coming up on Monday. Um, So, Jamal, what are your thoughts?
1: My thoughts are misery, depression, anxiety. Look, man, let me personalize this, Vince. Rodney. You got the floor. I have been consistently supporting this team. Going to the games since 2007. I've been a fan before that, but I've been consistently invested in this team financially and emotionally since 2007, man. And I don't, I hate to be an overreactor because we have enough people in this fan base who overreact way more than I ever could. I agree. However, you know, this is going to be the third straight season we probably don't make the playoffs. I Pro- probably I, look, man. We're not we're not out yet. We're not out yet. I, I look. Whatever ESPN, whatever the percentage is that's telling us we're going to make the playoffs. That's how much faith I have. <laughs> if it's three percent, I have three percent faith <laughs> we're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I have zero percent faith. That's that's fair. I, that's, it's... So my my feeling is is that. I'm, I'm, I'm worried if Kimba Walker has checked out. I'm worried if if his teammates have checked out. That's what I'm more worried about other than in the playoff chase. Let me preface my statement by saying this, man. I have been a fan of Kimba Walker since he was a freshman at UConn. I'm a native kinetic, Connecticut person. I don't know how to say that. The Connecticut. Connecticut. I know, I know. But... Point, point is, man, I have watched this dude from his freshman year all the way up until this point. So it's a little different for me when people like, we need to trade him and blow it up. It makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I understand the concept. But y'all have to understand where I come from with that. My boy possibly ain't going to play for my team next year. And that's going to suck for me. As long as I've been a Hornets fan, we have not had one person to retire as a Hornet other than, No. I mean, even yeah. Dale Curry got traded at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. There's not yeah. one person in a Charlotte Hornets fan from start to finish that finished their career as a Hornet. I wanted to win and change this thing around with Kimball Walker. Kimber Walker has stated he wants to turn it around in Charlotte. Does anybody at this table have faith that it's going to turn around in the next two, three years? Raise your hand if you don't. If you don't, if you don't. If you don't. Sorry. You don't, you don't, you don't. I confuse everybody. You guys, know? you guys know? Cool. You raise hands. We're on the same page. <laughs> okay. Roddy, okay. uh, follow up to that. I was on the... I'm gonna shock you guys. I was on the anti tape brigade. That's not a shock. This, this team... Don't my sincere, say it. do man. My sincere, it, man. Impo- my sincere apologies... Don't say it, man. ...to the proponents of just throwing it away. If Kimba walks away... All we got out of this year was a sixty-point game, nice thirty year, All Star appearance, anniversary, yeah. I mean, All Star game was trash. I, Ooh, this is another topic <laughs> for another all, all, all we got out of this year was is, is All Star game appearance, starter. Congratulations, Kimbo. There's no way around it. We we suck. Okay, and it's now, just
0: like now you're saying that the team sucks. Does that vindicate anybody from the past regime?
1: <laughs> Where you going with that? <laughs> okay, so in my mind, I'll let you go first. In my mind, this this actually vindicates Steve Clifford. Okay, This shows that it was more so the players than him. And, 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 and this is an indictment on Rich Cho and the decisions that he made and him not kind of being able to have the the balls to, to stand up to MJ. I'm, you're the GM. You scout the players. You know what their strengths are, their weaknesses are. You come in with a decision. You have to fight for your decision. Sometimes if, if, if you're so confident in your decision, Put your job on the line. Show a mathematics guy to me, not not really a, a a basketball guy like like a Mitch. He doesn't have the the the, the cachet a Mitch a Mitch has, and so I'm, that's why I'm willing to give Mitch more of a chance. But in my mind, this vindicates Steve Clifford. Look at Orlando. Orlando has beaten some of the top teams in the league at full strength, and they were picked to finish last in the NBA this year. My point exactly. Steve Clifford. I apologize <laughs> on behalf of the Hornets fan base. Let me, let me reel you guys back
0: in, okay? So let me we vindicated in. Steve Clifford. We we put the onus of the, of the players that don't fit on Rick's show. Does that mean that JB takes less of the blame? Do we give him more time? How do we judge him
1: Jamal, this season? Let, 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 let me say this, man. We were all very excited about what JB preached at the beginning of the year. It was going to be ball movement beautiful basketball with player development bat, player development player development we were all like yeah finally somebody gets it blah 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 and it looks like we've seen more of the same now i'm not i'm willing to not completely jump off his boat because he is a first-year coach that, that has to be said it is a completely different seat from pop's assistant to being the man in charge you, we have to understand that and especially me because i've been highly critical of Borrego this year. From even when we, even when it was good for the five minutes this season and it was good, when we were winning <laughs> at some point in November or whatever, I, I told you this, Roddy, like I still didn't understand the rotations. I didn't understand what our identity was. And we had a game against Milwaukee at the beginning of the season. He was like putting, he was putting like, throwing everything at the wall to make a stick. Nick Batum at center and all this stuff and it was working. I was like, wow. This guy knows more basketball than I ever will. He's a genius. <laughs> and fast forward a couple months later, it's like, break, what the hell are you doing, man? Because, I'm sorry, man, you can't be in Janeway in February and not have your rotation nailed down. That, that's basic coaching one-on-one stuff. You can't be in Janeway in February and not make the, the same adjustments and you keep getting beat the same. There's nothing more aggravating than getting beat the same way. We get beat the same way. Over and over. You want to beat the Hornet? Play zone? It takes away the pick and roll. We don't know how to adjust. JB doesn't know how to adjust.
0: Now, speaking of JB's adjustments and his player rotation, after the All-Star break, one of the things that he did was he he, he inserted Miles into the rotation, he, he sent Jeremy Lamb back to the bench, and he slid Nick over to the two. Initially, we thought this was great, but I believe we've only won two games since the All-Star break. So what do you guys think about the Miles Bridges
1: experiment right now? I don't mind it so much because at this point, Miles, we had this conversation. Basically, we finished tonight's nice game with the roster that was going to be in place next year. Probably not starting five, if, if how most fans want it. He has to play at some point. And I understand moving him to the bench to, give the, to actually give the bench a punch, a scoring punch. Malik's not playing. Malik's not playing well. Uh, Tony is, he's a grenade. At this point, he's just trying to make something stick. And, and also... I think the issues come in. Then we're in March. Good point. The actual schedule has gotten tougher. And so. And they're desperate. Good point. It's 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 gotten tougher. Now, Jamal, I want to ask you a question. Now, Rodney
0: made a comment that Tony Parker is a granddaddy. He's one of the oldest players in the league. He probably has one more season than him um, at best, if that. But let me throw a stat out for you. When Tony Parker does not play, the Hornets are 1 11. So we always we always make a big deal about the Cody the Cody fan. When he when he's in the game, when he plays, we win more than we lose. When he's out, we lose more than we win. Screw God. What what's the message man sent to the fans when we have a, a, a player as old as Tony Parker and we can't win if he's not out? There?
1: Well, I don't think there's necessarily a message to the fans because you have to keep in mind, man, there have been certain instances where Tony Parker has looked his age. We can go to last night. He looked his age last night. That's going to happen. There's no need in any fans getting upset about it. There's no need to get mad about it. The guy's, what, 35, 30 42 years, whatever, man. He's going to have nights where there's 25, he can't keep up with his 25-year-old, where, you know, Kimba might have an off game and we got to play in more minutes than we want to. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. This rest thing, it has to happen with Tony Parker. They knew that before the season even started. Their contingency plan was Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham, not quite ready for big-time minutes. And we all like his potential. But there's a reason they wanted to go get Shelvin back. And, and that's why. Because, again, Graham, I like him. I like, the, I, I like the potential again. But the stats don't lie, man. 111 without Parker with Graham in place. The don't. Numbers don't lie. Rookies don't win in the league. But at this point, at this point in the season, you kind of could see where the trip Jager the season was going to go at the halfway point. We were losing. I was, I, I was a proponent of just kind of trading Tony Parker to get Graham those minutes. I'm, I'm already under the assumption we're gonna lose I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but Ram needs to get those minutes, and it's an indictment on the front office that Mac didn't even play tonight, right? Has right. he even played since becoming a Horn? He's played. He's played two, three times since becoming a right. Horn. Mac is about as big as me. <laughs> He's out of shape. He scored 19 against us though, <laughs> one game. Not gonna go there. No, no, no. But it's. But I could probably score 19 against us. But go ahead, man. But it's it's. Tony Parker. Tony Parker's leadership is, is, is invaluable, and he's a steady in presence. Even though his age shows, he, he, he'll, he'll walk the ball up and take the pressure off the Kimble. But at some point, Graham has to play, and Tony Parker's not coming back next year. He, it's just a team option. He's not coming back. That, that when Kimball walks and Lamb walks, it's time to play the young guys. I, I mean, so do we? Do we play the young guys? Now? Do we? Do we? Do we? No, play no. Up on the, towel? Th- the thing is, man. L- listen, we we all. We all kind of see where the, where the season's going to go. But I just cannot imagine a scenario where the office of Borrego walks in that locker room and say, hey, man, we're going to play the young guys right now. I can't envision that. I don't know. Look, let's be clear. I'm not an insider. I don't know these players. I don't know, I don't know how they're thinking. I just said five minutes ago, I don't know if they checked out or not. I know if I'm the coach, I can't in good faith walk in the locker room and say, all right, y'all, we're, we're just going to give it up right now until... They are mathematically eliminated. Now, of course, when they are mathematically eliminated, which is probably going to come sooner than later, of course. There's there's no question about that. But before then, I'm sorry, man. Maybe I'm an old school thinker, man, but you don't just give up until it's really over, man. I can't can't see that, man. Me personally, play the young guys. Now? Play them now. Come on, man. Let me tell you why. (laughs) We have a whole stretch of games, back-to-back games. Niggas niggas not giving you anything. Niggas is the Nick's not giving you anything. It's going to give us two good games before the season, and it's not going to matter. He's <laughs> probably going to be like... Game game, 81? Yeah, probably. Let's go 31? No, he's going to go... Look, on April, in April, he's going to have a 30-point game. Damn. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean... I mean, at this point, you have to play the young guys, especially Bacon. Look, look at Bacon. Bacon played exceptionally well. Last night. Defense, yeah. offense, taking it to the basket. Get a big shot. Big shot. Yeah. And, and it's just like... He, he could have provided us all year long. He's these fresh young yeah. legs. I don't understand why he was in Greensboro so long. And I'm look, I do not mean to change the topic, but I have to ask this question. I, please let me know how y'all feel about this. Why did anyone not suggest Malik Monk be in Greensboro at some point? I, if Dwayne Bacon and Devontae Graham spent all the time at Greensboro, send Malik Monk Greensboro, to Greensboro. He has played. He deserved to be in Greensboro the last month, whatever. Last year, last year. Um, <laughs> I'll be nice. The only thing I can think of maybe is a pride issue with him, but he should have been in Greensboro. He loves to shoot. He's gonna get all the shots. He yeah. get all the shots he wants in Greensboro. Wait, was it one game last year in Greensboro? He had like forty yeah, points. It was, yeah, it was about. 30. He put up like thirty shots. Yeah, that's, that's Malik. Let them get the run. Let them get the cardio in. Let him go to, to Greensboro. So let me let me ask you guys something else.
0: Uh, we have we have we have 16 games left. And what point? I know you said we're mathematically until we're mathematically eliminated. Right. But even if we make the playoffs, right. we'll be as an eight seed. We might slide as a seven seed. So we're gonna play either the Bucks. Or we're gonna play the Raptors. Do we really want to? Do we really want to squeeze in to watch ourselves get swept four games or none? or four games in one, or do we say, you know what, pragmatically speaking, there's really no point. Let's play the young guys because the young guys have shown us flashes. You know, whether it be uh, Willie or whether it be Monk or whoever, the young guys have shown us flashes. So do we just kind of go ahead and get those guys some good burn right now in preparation for next
1: year? What what, what do you guys do? If you're the GM, if you're the owner, what do you guys do? If, If I'm the owner, I make the playoffs. It affects my bottom line. It's still the business at the end of the day. That playoff revenue is something that you can't get. If I'm the coach, Bacon made a statement in the pregame saying that he wants to taste what the playoffs feel like. That could give him some type of hunger for the playoffs. And you got to like the attitude from a rookie. or well, Not a rookie, yeah. but a young guy. You, yeah. you got to love the attitude, man. And then maybe the playoffs would entice him with the state. But at this point, I mean, in between a rock and a hard place, where's it coming from?
0: Okay, so let me ask you guys one more question before we get out of here. With as bad as we're looking, with, with as many games as we lost that we should have won, at this point last year, we were actually two games worse than where we are right now. So
1: could we possibly be overreacting? Um, no. We have a better roster than last year. How so? Backup point guard. Backup point guard. You start there. Um, We're better at the wing, too, as well. Uh, Bridges is he's a rookie with potential, and he gives you flashes. We didn't have that last year. All we have is more. And, and, and like, like he said, Tony Parker is just the, that valuable veteran presence that we needed the past two, three years that we didn't have instead of playing Breontae Weber or uh, Brian Roberts or something like that. We we had a backup point guard who couldn't make a layup last year. <laughs> I intentionally forgot his name. Let me, you bought him up. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Ah, no. <laughs> We had a backup point guard who literally probably shot under fifty percent from baskets two feet under. <laughs> I'm not making this up, okay? And we had to play him extensive minutes. Oh, we had to play him real minutes. And Malik was so bad that he couldn't take the minutes from said point guard. And and and, and not all, not just that, but going into this season, like I, I said to I said to people, like Brego had what I called a good problem, meaning. We had, had Cody, Billy, and Biz, and Frank, who, on any team, deserved minutes. It was this big cluster that we had that Borrego probably still doesn't know what to do with. And he's probably turned a good problem into a bad problem now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, not to, not to sound like a broken record, but we're in March and we still ain't got who it we really gonna play. Nailed down. You know what I mean? was playing a line share to five in the middle of the early part of the year. And we need offense. Why is Frank not playing? Frank is still youngish. Look, Brooke Lopez scored like 100 points in the third quarter tonight. Yeah. Why is Biz back beyond on the bench? I get Frank is giving you buckets, but that's not what we need right now. Yeah. Brooke Lopez scored. I, I, I don't know how many he scored in the third quarter, but it was a lot. And ended up with 25 in the game, shot 10 for 10 from the free-throw line. But here's the point I'm trying to make. When you have this quote-unquote good problem, turn the good problem into something good. I I don't – the thing with NBA coaches is that, you know, when when, when it comes to nailing down their rotation, they're going to play the guys as they see fit as like, this guy's not going to play tonight. This guy's going to get the minutes. I totally understand that. I have argued for that. Mm -hmm. However, when you are in a desperate situation where this guy is killing you every time down the floor and you are chasing a damn playoff spot (laughs) and you're leaving your best post defender on the bench, it just does not make any sense to me. They had a counter argument. Please. If if Biz was in the game. We wouldn't score, but. No, 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 no. He would have took Biz to the three-point line because Lopez can shoot the rock now. Right. So I, I, I I understand your rationale, but why not? Matches minutes up with Zeller's minutes. Zeller is a little more shifty. Can move him a, a little yeah, more. He's the better Can force him ball. off right. the line. Right. Two is better than the three. Right. Right. I mean, this just a counterpoint, but I understand where you're coming right. from. Right. But but that goes back to just the general roster problem because yeah. what the Bucs are doing, they weren't, you know, if Lopez was out, Giannis was in. If Giannis right. was in, Brook was out. Yeah. That's just, they're just deeper than we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then
0: then they're, they're other, and um, their other all star. Had a pretty bad shooting night tonight, too, in uh, Milton, But at the end of the day, I think we have more problems than, than, than we have none problems. And um, we'll see what happens going forward. So appreciate yeah. you guys for watching. And check it out next time on, on The Construction. 704.